0: that a lot of my friends are interested in in starting farms and well a lot of people in general at the moment are very interested in starting a farm so can you explain a little bit about the work that you did on the on the second farm which you just started recently
1: uh okay the second farm we started about uh, three years ago uh when we bought it it was about um seven um acres of land and um It had um, rubber trees, young rubber trees, which obviously uh, uh, we don't like because uh, rubber has no uh, value because the price of rubber is really down now. Um, So we got a tractor uh, to actually mow down all the trees, the young trees. It took uh, basically a day to actually clear the land, which was very impressive for me, actually. (laughs) Uh, to see that happening. Uh, so, um, we then got the uh, the uh, tractor to plough the land and we planted 1,000 young rubber um, mango plants. That was three years ago. And um, I think I've sent you uh, uh, videos before of the young trees bearing fruits this season. Um, so, you, you you basically have to Uh, plant uh, young uh, mango trees which could be anything sturdy ones and after about a year um, we uh, grafted all the trees so that they are the water lily uh, mangoes that we wanted which are the yellow ones the big ones so um, it then took another uh, year for for the trees to actually uh, grow well and um third year which is this year in um, in yeah in april uh, early april we harvested uh, 5000 fruits from that from the first first crop which is okay um with a thousand trees uh, once the trees are more mature, like in a year's time, you should actually get between ten to t- uh, twenty thousand fruits. Actually, uh, right. Um, the farms here to buy in the country are pretty cheap. I mean, that farm when we bought it was like uh, fifteen thousand seven hundred. Yeah, it's about fifteen fifteen thousand pounds for for seven acres, which is to me uh really really cheap you see so we are really lucky we we got a farm near near our main farm actually, and um we also have um, um in the farm um uh, expanded the pond the pond was originally quite small but we increased the size of the pond uh so that we can have fish in the pond you see um which is doing quite, quite well
0: and yeah, I, posted um, a, I posted a picture of the the lake that you made i mean it's not really a pond it's pretty big now i think it's more it's more the size of a lake but can you explain a little bit because when we talked about the the lake you said something that that i thought a lot of people would be interested in which was that you said you put these two nets either side to stop yeah. the fish from walking out which um, yeah. can you explain a bit more for people that don't, haven't seen it can you explain what happens
1: basically uh the fish, when it rains heavily, they tend to actually uh, get out of the pond. They more or less not really walk, but they slid their way because of heavy rain. They, they are strong enough because of the rising water. So they, they actually uh, can can slid up the, 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 the side of the pond or lake to go elsewhere. You see, So if you don't actually put the net around the, the fish pond or the lake, um, you tend to lose quite a lot of fish during the um, raining season, you see. So a lot of farmers, they would have nets around the, the ponds to actually protect the, 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 the fish from getting out, you see. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult to believe, but actually the fish are very, very uh, smart. They, they um, can, can actually slither up and go to um, elsewhere to the river or or, or, um, the the flow of the rainwater or whatever, to another farm or to the rice fields or
0: whatever, you see. And sometimes the village can even pick them up off the rice fields, like they'll just find the fish.
1: No, uh, actually, uh, when it's raining season, you see a lot of farmers actually going and fishing in the rice fields because um, rice fields, um, uh, some of them are actually near the, 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 we have a a river called the River Chi, C-H-I, with meanders around all these little villages, you see. And if you are actually near the river, when it rains, the the fish actually go up from the river to the uh, rice fields also, you see, so a lot of farmers um, are are lucky enough if they go to their rice fields and actually catch all these uh, fish, you see. It's it's, it's nature, it's it's incredible that um, um you you get you get uh, fish coming to the rice fields or you get fish um you know uh, um all over really it's, it's, it's it, amazing it's yeah.
0: so going back to the second farm, what are, what are some of the challenges that that you face when you're setting up a farm what do people need to think about in terms of so what challenges did you face in the first few months uh,
1: challenges are we we, we um uh, I mean, I'm completely raw at farming. So, uh, Ning, my wife, is not uh, 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 used to uh, farming mangoes. So, it was an uh, uh, expensive learning curve because obviously, we buy chemicals recommended by people selling them, and uh, they are very, they are super expensive. So, uh, you can waste a lot of money doing farming. I mean, in a season, you can actually put in. Uh, maybe two to two to five thousand pounds yeah, into the farm, and you might not get the money back during the harvest. You see, so that's the challenging part. Um, uh, farming off season is is uh, quite tricky because you rely on the um, the weather. If there are strong winds, the fruits will fall off. So um, weather, like anywhere in the world, even in UK, you find that the weather is the biggest headache. Uh, uh, if, if you're unlucky to have um, strong winds or heavy rain or drought, you also suffer, you see. So those are the challenges um, you find as a farmer. And it's not only here, it's all over the world, you see.
0: Uh, what is so that's the, that is the main comes, uh, thing. You can do everything right. Yeah, in terms of the chemicals, because you mentioned you went and, you know, various people advised you. Did you, in the end, did you find, because we've spoken about this before, but did you find that you can actually use a lot less than what they recommend?
1: Yes, of course. I mean, uh, farmers who are lazy, they tend to uh, use a lot of um, uh, weed killers in the farms to kill the weeds, you see. And uh, that is not a a good thing because, obviously, the weed killer is, is, is poisonous to the land. So... Uh, government is trying to actually educate people, but people, uh, the shops still sell um, uh, weed killers. They're actually not really sort of uh, legal in the borderline case, you see. So um, I tend not to try and use weed killers or poisonous chemicals if I can avoid it. And we are learning. We, we try to be, if you understand, more um, uh, sort of conscious of... Uh, spraying not too much chemicals to get the result. you see but it, unfortunately in farming modern day farming if you don't use chemical you cannot get the uh, the fruits uh, coming out in uh, the, the which we have uh, you seen now fruits are really nice so we learn to have a balance in terms of uh, putting chemicals to the land. You
0: know. Do you think over time as you learn more about kind of the balance of using chemicals, do you think over time you'll, you'll be able to use less and less them? Oh yeah, yeah, because
1: uh, the good thing is that with the internet now people are more educated so they know who, which are the harmful chemicals and uh, and also the buyers are more um, uh, aware of um, farmers putting too much chemicals in, in their products, you see. Mm. So I think there'll be more testing in the fruits to make sure that the fruits are not uh, too contaminated for human consumption. You see, so mm-hmm. in that sense, I'm happy because obviously all the the the, the f- interesting thing, Andrew, is that the chemicals all come from overseas, uh, from the so-called industrialized countries and uh, the Western countries. So if the West produce more uh, uh, um, uh, eco-friendly chemicals, it'd be good for the rest of the world. You see, so yeah, hopefully. Yeah hopefully because of the internet people are more educated we let we use less and and everyone knows now i mean people are very conscious of eating veg and fruits in the in the supermarkets and all that anyway
0: and what what about yeah i think you're right i mean i think actually you know the crazy thing about about farming is how much it's controlled by by western companies that produce a lot of the chemicals that farmers in the in southeast asia in india you know across the world are using so i think you're right really if the if the companies that produce the chemicals can make them can make them better for the environment i think that will in general which, they have to yeah which they're going to have to, have to because in terms, in terms now of,
1: people are yeah
0: in terms of water i mean one of the things that's that's very interesting about farming at the moment is looking at some of the new water irrigation systems so a lot of the a lot of the waste in farming comes from. Yeah, we are, we are
1: very, okay. um, In terms of farming, I mean, like, um, people who grow rice, they have to have a lot of water. Uh, so rice farmers are dictated by the weather. So now, for example, rice farmers are preparing their lands uh, because it's raining season now. So they're uh, uh, plowing their lands and, and, Making ready for the, the to plant the rice seeds so that they have the uh, crop ready in three months' time. You see, harvested. Um, so rice is dictated by um, a lot of rain. Uh, we are lucky as um, as mango farmers because we have uh, boreholes in both farms and we can have enough water to water the mango trees. You see, and mango trees are quite sturdy trees. They don't need so much uh, water. Uh, but um, depending on what you grow, you need a lot of rice. Like for example, sugar cane. If you don't have enough water, they, they tend, uh, especially in the drought, they you you won't have a good sugar, sugar cane crop. You see, so this year there was a drought in Thailand as usual, and uh, so the sugar pr- cane prices shot to the roof. You see, from uh, the previous year it was selling like five six hundred uh, 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 baht a ton to uh, over 1,200 baht a, a tonne this year so, so uh, sugarcane uh, relies on uh, so if you're a farmer and you don't have uh, water you're in big trouble your sugarcane dies you
0: know? yeah the sugarcane in fact i joined a, a group um, a while back there was uh, it was a sugarcane um, i think it i think that there were sugarcane growers that were funding a project to look at um, irrigation systems or new ways of, of uh, irrigating the land and it's interesting because i think a lot of it now is going to become in the next few decades i think we'll see a lot more technical solutions for water so i think there's going to yeah. be more use of uh, but
1: the problem u- about irrigation is 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 that uh, a lot of uh, certain parts of thailand yeah you you got uh, no um, uh, reservoir or, or mountains that actually Produce the the, the 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 water you see from the from the mountains, so um, it depends. It depends on um, on where you are in Thailand. I mean, mm. every year, uh, half of Thailand they are they are um, short of uh, water because there are not enough reservoirs to actually, or not enough rain in the year to actually uh, uh, have enough water supply for the the drought season. You so. see. Yeah,
0: I think if. Well, yeah, as you said, yeah. If you don't have, I mean, you have you have boreholes, which are, I guess kind of and kind of and, and, yeah, and I don't yeah. know whether you you see the news about uh,
1: China. Uh, they are they are, uh, for example, um, uh, cutting off the Mekong River, which meanders from I think it starts from China, all the way down through Thailand, Laos, um, Vietnam, you know. And the 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 Mekong uh, the people who actually live off the Mekong River are suffering because China put up dams, yeah, which are stopping in in the in the drought season water from coming through. You see, so there's a lot of uh, uh, problems about the water supply when uh, you have um, shortage of water. I mean, I don't know about Africa, but uh, I think drought is is a is a very difficult problem to solve. We mm-hmm. Uh, are very lucky. I mean, when we had the, when my pond, or you call it lake, um, during the drought season, it actually lost one and a half meters of water, you see. So, it's a lot of, uh, uh, and I can see some of the ponds or lakes, they dry up, you see. We are lucky that we have um, water until the raining season now, so our fish did not have to die, you see. But most, Most farmers, when there's a drought, they tend to have what I call a harvest of the fish because all the fish, when the water comes down to, let's say, less than one foot uh, high, they then decide to actually uh, drain the pond and actually harvest the fish and give to friends or sell to neighbors or whatever, you see. But uh, we are lucky that um, our pond is big enough to actually contain enough water Mm. to last through the dry season.
0: What what about oh, yeah. in, terms of, um, in terms of sort of other bits of technology? I know that you I know that in the in the second farm you put some you did, solar panels in. Yeah, you because the
1: second farm is off grid, in other words, too far from the mainline uh, 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 grid system. We decided to put up uh, solar power, which is uh, four four panels of um, three hundred and thirty watts each. And we have uh, four, um, I think 150 M or whatever uh, batteries that um, supply enough uh, power to draw water uh, from the borehole to to uh, pump the water out for for um, for domestic use and, and farm use. to see, because uh, you can then pump water to the um, the tank. To actually water the, the farm, you know, so that's why our um, our mango trees didn't well, out of one thousand, I think maybe ten to twenty died during the di- during this season, hot season. So we are lucky, but I see other farms when I drive the, the the pickup, many farms you got hundreds of uh, trees dying.
0: So is it is the pump purely powered by the solar panels then?
1: Uh, have to be, yeah. They, it's um. I've got a system
0: um, which is, um, uh, I've
1: got a, I, I can't remember the name now, it's, it's, um, it's a pe- um, panel system that actually converts the solar power to AC. I um, can't remember the name now, but um, yeah, I have enough uh, power to actually power, uh, I've got CCTV in the, in the farm. Uh, uh, and it's got um, TV, and uh, you can actually uh, warm up the ket- uh, uh, water with the kettle. You can obviously cook things uh, if you have a, a cook rice cooker or whatever. So it's enough power. It's um, uh, the one point. The it's one point three kilowatt. You see, of uh, of electricity supply. And with the four big batteries, um, it's enough for me to pump water. I can pump uh, three, two to three thousand liters of, of water in a day if I want to. Yeah. So that's how I uh, and and the the, the um, I use LED bulbs or whatever. So um, the lighting is no problem. It it, it doesn't consume a lot of uh, energy. So yeah, the second farm is uh, fully. Uh, self-sufficient, if you know what I mean. Uh, you can actually live there very comfortably. Yeah.
0: And in terms, and in terms of your own, because I know obviously you're you're growing a lot of stuff for the farm. But in terms of your own supplies, so like your own food, what what veg, what fruit and veg are you growing at the moment?
1: Oh, we have um, uh, like the Thai. I, I, they, they look like the, uh, le- lettuce, but they are Thai, more sturdy Thai uh, veg plants. Uh, you you grow we grow spring onions we grow ginger we don't grow potatoes because uh, they're not easy to grow I think in this in this uh, land because we got clay soils uh, I think it's not it's not conducive to growing potatoes um, we have pineapple we have um, uh, durian trees papaya trees we got um, uh, about 40 um, coconut trees which I'm waiting for the Fruits, because I love coconut water. Um, We have uh, lychee plants, uh, bananas. Um, So we grow...
0: Pineapples?
1: uh, Yeah, yeah, pineapple. Um, uh, It's interesting. Uh, When we first put uh, the pineapple plants in, it took took uh, nearly two years for the pineapple to bear fruits. That's how long a pineapple plant will, will bear fruits, you see. But after that, it's supposed to actually bear fruits every year, but we'll see because this year we only have like three coming up from 200 plants or whatever. So it's interesting to see if the other plants are going to uh, come up with the fruits, you see. But the
0: pineapple... What about bananas? I mean, are they difficult to grow?
1: No, no. Banana trees are easy to grow. They, they the, the one thing about papaya trees and banana trees, they, they, they flourish here. It's... Um, so you get um, bananas uh, for like uh, one whole bunch of bananas for like 20p or 30p or something. Like that. It's, it's really cheap here. Yeah. Um, most of the people that uh, feed the bananas to the the the, the birds or to whatever <laughs> because there are too many. You know? Yeah, or they make pata- pa- banana fritters, you know, which I like. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We, uh, what else? Uh, we. Most of the farmers bred their own fish that you I mentioned before uh, tilapia, uh, which is a very nice fish to barbecue. Um, what else? Um, uh, we grow um, mangosteens, rambutans, you know, uh, lychees, um, longans, you know, um, um, and custard apple. So yeah, I, I like I like the fact that we can. Uh, because the land is so big, we can grow as many uh, types of uh, vegetables, more like fruit trees. I prefer fruit trees uh, that we can, we can actually enjoy. So, yeah.
0: so if, you, if you were going to advise anyone who was thinking about starting a farm, no, not just in Thailand, but anywhere, what, what, would, yeah. be, okay. what would be some one of your thing, major tips?
1: What, one thing I have to qualify, uh, um, being a farmer, you cannot actually rely on the income to survive. Um, I think it's the same, in. if I remember correctly, um, uh, it's the same in UK. Uh, Robert has a 40-acre farm and he, it never pays him to uh, um, uh, grow anything. I, I remember um, uh, he, he said that it's actually not worth to grow anything because uh, you actually lose money rather than... So uh, it's it's more a... Um, concept for people who retire like me. okay Sorry, Dad. No, Lou
0: just came Lou, Lou and Thea came in. Hey, say hello to Grandpa. Hi. Hi. I am, yeah, but it's all right. Do you want to say hello to Grandpa?
1: Sorry. Hi, Theo. Okay. Hi, He's running hi. off. He's, run-
0: hi. He's running off. Do you want to <laughs> say hello to Grandpa? Or are you going to run off? <laughs> <laughs> we say goodbye. Hey. Nah, he's running off
1: yeah it's okay
0: yeah yeah so so yeah so most farmers don't make money from the land which is yeah I mean that's true I think that's true everywhere right
1: yeah you you have to treat it like a hobby it's it's a it's a retirement farm if you think about it it's, it's um, uh, whatever money I put in I'd be lucky to get back uh, uh, like so far I think I got back about 80% percent of the money I put in but don't forget um. Uh, the having a farm you have capital investments uh, like the tractor uh, you know the the, the the plows or the um, uh, putting up uh, the, uh, a Shelly or, or you
0: know but then but then on the other hand it I mean yes you don't get anything from it in terms of profit but then like you said with the second farm you can be self-sufficient so if your aim is just to live off the land it is yeah. possible.
1: It is possible because um, initially for the first three to four years, I don't think one can make money because when the plants grow until it can it can bear fruits like now. So it'd be interesting next year to see what the uh, because we are unlucky this year we should have made enough money uh, like five six thousand pounds, but because of the um of the COVID, yeah, we, we had to sell the, the fruits really cheap. But next year. If the, the, the situation comes back to normal, I hope so, uh, and then we have the, the, the nice fruits and we can sell them for, I don't know, nearly a pound, a kilo, or whatever, uh, then we uh, we should be able to actually uh, like earn some money. You know, If you're a farmer and you live, live out of the land, you should be able to, if you earn about 5,000 pounds on that farm, you're considered very, very lucky already, you see yeah
0: but also but also in in terms of like using the land as you do to grow your own fruit and veg and and in terms of like actually you know living day-to-day I mean more like eating you know you can you can actually grow enough on your land that you have now you could grow enough to actually eat you know on a day-to-day basis
1: oh yeah yeah 100% you
0: know Uh, because I think a lot of people now dad especially especially now I think a lot of people are you know even 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 um you know kind of in urban environments a lot of people are more aware now of, of like producing their own food i think in the next few years i think i see a lot more people going back to that so like growing their own food and it's already happening i mean you remember we used to have growing up we had allotments and i think that now a lot of my friends are interested in allotments you know like maybe 10 years ago you wouldn't hear it so, hear about it so much and now a lot of people are getting back into it there's definitely a movement Maybe not, you know, on the same scale that you're growing. Obviously, you're, you're, you're a commercial farm, but in terms of um, but in terms of like uh, uh, kind of self-sufficiency and like starting a farm because you want to grow your own food, because you know, I think that's that's more going to be more popular. In that case, you probably don't need to worry so much about the profit.
1: I think um, the way that the the people will go is hydro hydroponic or whatever you call it. Which is grow um, yeah own veg yeah hydroponic uh, you grow your own vegetables in a limited space, which is obviously putting up like greenhouse and um, and, and and packing up the the, the plants uh, in in a uh, better way to actually create enough uh, supply for your home use. You see? So that's the way. But to actually have land and actually plow, because the weather in UK is not like here. I mean is completely different so you cannot grow anything in winter so I think the the way to actually go around it is hydroforming, um, which I think with technology now I think is becoming more and more uh, possible you see
0: definitely it's already started I mean they're already they're already starting to set up uh, indoor farms in and around like some of the cities I think I think it will at least like you said in winter I think it will supplement a lot of the uh, local food. I mean, it's definitely definitely going to be very useful in 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 urban environments, and also I think in terms of like creating more lo- local produce, so that we don't have to rely too much yeah. on on imports. But yeah, well yeah, no, that was okay. Well, I've got to go, but that was really um, I think that was really interesting. I think for people that are interested, given that like you said, you know, you kind of you bought the land and you sort of started from scratch, and in three mm. years you produced already in three years you produced five thousand mangoes. Um, which is really impressive. I mean, I think I think it shows that if you, you know, if you go for it, you can do it. It's hard, like you said, and I, I mean, it depends what your reasons for doing it. But yeah, it's pos- it is possible to, uh, you know, to, to start a, a new farm at the moment. You just, as you said, you need you need the will, and you need uh, the, you know, you need the capital investment to buy tractors and um, yeah, uh, especially if you're off grid. But yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, you know at the moment, especially around food production, it's going to be uh, a lot of people are thinking about how to produce food now. Even at a, even at a, a a very local level, I mean, even even we are growing our own food in the garden. You know, in terms of yeah. obviously are not growing, we're not growing tons, but you know, we're growing our own potatoes and carrots and uh, yeah, carrots and so I think people and you know, it's 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 not a new trend. I mean, people have had uh, greenhouses and, uh, and allotments for a long time. But I definitely think now there are, especially in my generation, there are people that are starting to think more about whether or not they could, uh, start a small farm. Um, yeah. and I, yeah, I think, I, I think we'll see a lot more people move out to, especially because now in the cities it's so expensive to buy anything that you can't, you know, I can, I can imagine a lot of people moving out to smaller villages, um, out of cities, you know, buying some land, um, it's what it's what Lou and I want to do eventually is, you know, have a small plot, not a big plot, but a small plot where we can grow our own, you know, yeah. have enough space to grow some more food. And uh, um, yeah, I think I think it's it's possible. But yeah, thank you very much, Dad, for explaining all of that.
1: OK. Yeah. OK. Speak to you soon. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'll speak to you soon. then.
1: OK. Keep well.
0: You too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.